All right, we are live for Friday. Are you frozen, uh, Mike? Frozen, frozen. Hello, everyone. Uh, it looks like Mike has some technical problems. So uh, I'll uh, hold the fort for now until he comes back. But we're going to look at a, a lot of different topics. Uh, one of them is the uh, US, uh, possible US debt default. And uh, hi, Mike, you're back. Yes, I'm I apologize for that. So I'll let you uh, No. Go okay, ahead. so yeah, we can edit all this all a bit. But anyway, Welcome to the Mike and Mario show. Excited to be back. Looking forward to connecting. Lots of things unfolding. Uh, more importantly, Mario, uh, just a, just the narrative of default globally is starting to pick up. And it should be of concern because currencies are the unpaying of all this debt out here. And so uh, before we dive into all that, how are you doing on your side of the woods, my friend? Yeah, I'm doing well. Uh, yes, we, we missed last week. So, uh, but uh, everything's fine. Uh, the weather here is still pretty cold, actually. But uh, the other thing that's going on here is uh, a lot of the stuff that happened during lockdowns and during the COVID pandemic, a lot of the <laughs> actions of governments are coming out in a pretty explo explosive uh, leak by the Daily Telegraph called the Lockdown Files. And it's weird that why it's coming out now. And I think it's going to make a lot of people angry and uh, it's going to... Uh, I don't know. Uh, it seems to uh, all the conspiracy theorists like us, so to speak, mm -hmm. are all yeah. been proven proven right. So right. we'll have to see. So there's a lot going on socially as well. Like I said, economically, uh, it doesn't look like uh, inflation wants to come down or prices want to come down. Right. And uh, yes, the central banks are really in a corner. Right. And talk about that, you know, just really being able to distinguish between, you know, consumer price increases, you know, continue to trend upward. And then, as you always like to mention, separating from the word inflation, which has been altered throughout history. But the money supply is still they're still pumping currency. We're going to talk about that in a minute. And prices are still going up. So overall narrative of things are calming down is not present. But uh, I think one of the most interesting concerns that will definitely get more attention in the next couple of weeks is going to be the probability. Now, you know, in prior experiences is they always manage to pull things off the last minute, but it just seems at this current moment that the probability of a U.S. debt hiccup, you know, because of the divide of our country right now, it just seems very timely that something could go wrong, therefore, you know, leading to a trigger event. But the article here says the probability of a catastrophic U.S. debt default has been more than tripled since the start of this year. And it has a lot to do with the credit default swaps or any insurance against the debt surging through the roof right now at the start of this year. But, you know, do you see this unraveling smoothly or could this be the catalyst, as you mentioned beforehand, to take us somewhere we don't want to go? Most people expect uh, when, when a push comes to shove that they will agree on something that they'll raise the debt ceiling. But I guess... Uh, the in the meantime 
and up until they decide it could get very uh, turbulent and, and it could affect confidence in, in the U.S. system. And, and we know already that uh, uh, a lot of the non-NATO Western countries are trying to diversify away from the dollar, de-dollarization yeah. and the BRICS, uh, buying a lot of gold. And now we're seeing that the U.S. wants to punish countries like uh, United Arab Emirates, you know, Dubai, uh, for dealing with the Russians. They want to punish um, uh, Turkey as well for dealing with the Russians uh, because uh, um, the United States thinks that sanctions that they put on third third countries uh, should apply to other countries, which is, uh, you know, it's like me um, having a country, Maneco 64 country, putting sanctions on uh on the on on michigan and yeah. then uh having a go at other uh people other countries that deal with michigan uh, it's got and i i think that's gonna this that uh impasse or this debt ceiling uh, thing could make uh foreigners think even more uh hard, harder than you know about being dependent on the dollar and, and of course that's not going to happen overnight because the dollar is still very important but uh it's just going to accelerate it yeah. but who knows we were speaking before we came on air that uh maybe this time it will be different and they'll pull the plug and it will be a very good excuse for and i'll let you uh fill in the blank there yeah no and so, so just regardless of the fact just the narrative itself and the timing of it plays in hand in hand with the concept of, you know, more economic turbulence, turbulence. And of course, stock markets are not going to be too happy with this. Of course, the bond market is going to respond to this as this draws on. So no matter what, it's going to be more pressure on them to try to figure out how to unwind this. Or it's my suspicion that pre like pri prior to events like this, where we always anticipated something coming through at the last minute, it just seems very likely that between now and the end of this year, where the whole idea of the Fed needing to, so-called wanting to, or needing to pivot, but them not really pivoting and things like that. And they just so much chaos coming to where I wouldn't surprise me one bit if, if there was a late payment on something to where that led to the, 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 the fuse that lit or the spark that lit the fuse is just trickled across the globe to where, yeah, we really see some fireworks that we could have never have imagined before. So, and then that's perfect groundwork for, you know, CBDC, <laughs> the perfect CBDC narrative. So one, I, I think, one, uh, Right. I just wanted to say one one way they could uh, un unblock the uh, debt ceiling would be taking back all the billions they gave to uh, to Ukraine, <laughs> and that would be one positive of the U.S. debt default that mm -hmm. the uh, military, security, uh, pharmaceutical, industrial complex would would unravel, and that would be great, actually. Yeah. But the probability of that happening is not existed because Biden made it clear that we're going to ride with Ukraine all the way to the end. And unfortunately, I, I the end, the end could be uh, the end could be when the uh, debt the United States uh, defaults. Correct. Which is ultimately though, the, yeah, yeah. I have to say, inflation is a kind of default. You know, people talk about defaults, yeah. but slow uh, and gradual. <laughs> um. But yet, uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see. But don't expect prior events to unfold the way that they have in this upcoming, you know, spring summer cycle. That's just my biggest thing. I just have a, a feeling that they would love to have more chaos out here. So just you know, something we're paying attention to. But 
they're not the only ones uh, experiencing concerns of default. So here we have another one. Let me share this with you. Let me grab it up here, put it on the screen real quick. So we got Blackstone. So a lot of people are now talking about this, and this could be the commercial real estate bubble bursting in a sense, but we'll see. But Blackstone defaults on 562 million Nordic property backed CMBS, CMBS, commercial mortgage backed securities. So uh, could this be the commercial real estate trickling into the real estate bubble bursting or will this be plugged up somewhere along the line or, it's too, or still 562 is still too small in the bigger scheme of things? What are you thinking? Well, uh, Blackstone, uh, they um, they stopped uh, withdrawals back in December uh, because of commercial real estate. I think it was a, a different property uh, fund. Yeah. So all and it was to do with real estate. All these private equity groups, Blackstone, BlackRock, and others, they're finding it more and more difficult to, to get liquidity <laughs> because if investors want to, to sell out from these funds, it's very uh, difficult to sell uh, real estate or commercial property. So, yeah, it's starting to show cracks. Uh, and I, I have spoken about that in December and back in uh, January, actually, when I was in Switzerland, uh, I, I spoke about, about Blackstone and also BlackRock. BlackRock has stopped uh, frozen withdrawals as well. So, yeah, yeah it, it could be. There's other things as well, like um, I spoke about this week uh let me try to think. Oh yeah, auto, like the 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 biggest one of the biggest subprime oh, auto loan, yeah. uh, American Car Center. Uh, they've gone out of business. So it, it's all, uh, and with interest rates and bond yields still rising, I think things are going to get worse. Yeah, and one of the biggest, one of the, the 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 ripple effects of this type of activity here is that if you have Blackstone, you know, basically withholding withdrawals from the seventy one billion REIT. It only concern. It will only create more concerns for the much more smaller companies because just the whole you know, the REIT market in of itself. There's been more people trying to get cash in hand due to economic distress, you know, unemployment concerns, all those type of issues. To where if you have everybody running to the exit <laughs> at the last minute, then that's going to definitely cause a a seize up of the uh, of the real estate or the these investment tools that they've created into the real estate game. So. Uh, this this default could lead to more events down the line because this is a pretty big player in the game. So it's just more evidence that as things unwind around us, all the promises to pay present and future, eh, you know, they come a little hard to maintain those narratives. So, but uh, yeah, we'll see how this plays out. But it's just one or two of more defaults on the horizon. And here's something else from the emerging market arena. It says a uh, market's brace for Pakistan's default risk at seven billion debt loom. So Big seven and USD, and then two billion of this is to China. And so small country, smaller country, less less significant country, but they're not the only ones in this total, you know, debt binging economy that they've created. So what's the likelihood of you think of like a Pakistan or any other African nations that are heavily indebted? Of course, we got the IMF screaming that, you know, we need to somehow rebalance or redo this debt. You know, is this stuff right here going to be a concern sometime this year to lead to some more dominoes falling? Yeah, every uh, country or like a corporation or even individuals that have a lot of that, I think the um, the easy 
credit uh, period is gone uh, that we've had. Uh, the the central banks are, are going to have a really hard time justifying cutting rates and doing QE, even though we're seeing the Bank of uh, Japan and the People's Bank of China uh, mm -hmm. uh, increasing their balance sheets again. But all that will do is going to put a rocket up of real assets, and it's going to uh, make make sure that uh, fiat currencies go, you know, go from. Uh, having lost like 98 to 99% of their value versus gold in the last seven years, it's going to yeah. be the last 1%. And that last 1% doesn't seem like much, but it will be a wild ride. And it's all to do with interest rates. Uh, and uh, the central banks can uh, do all the QE they want, but it's going to be very hard to to put the genie back in the bottle. And yeah, yeah um yeah i, I mean the, you just showed me all the the you know you showed me like the minefield and all the possible booby traps there and pakistan is just one of them uh, blackstone blackrock and the uh, auto subprime auto loans uh uk um defined benefit guilt funds and all, all the rest and, and to to you know, one of the interesting things is I think I read articles a week ago or a couple weeks ago about how uh, credit card companies have already written off buku lows of, you know, bad debt just because, hey, you know, it's, it's ultimately on their balance sheet in a sense to where it was it came out of nowhere and they can easily discharge it with no no repercussions anyway. So a lot of debt has already been wiped off where it can, where it can, where it can be. This episode is brought to you by Shopify, whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. And so we got this type of debt here that is not as easy to just to remove from the system. But here's an article headline that I saw that really puts a bigger picture as to how large this is. And this is from a, a couple years ago, but it just talks about understanding the 15 trillion market for emerging market bonds. And so this is, I think, literally a couple years ago. So it was 15 trillion then, and I'm sure it's it increased since then, but that's all the type of debt that we're referring to here that it needs to be paid back and borrowing costs has gone up and serviceability of these debts are no longer as easy as it was. So it's going to be a lot of defaults uh, in the pipeline. That's for sure. All right, let's keep it going. So let's talk a little bit about the easy, about the easy currency that's coming. You kind of hinted at a little bit, but I, I caught this article caught my attention because um, we see a lot of optimism in the stock market with people talking about another rally and all this stuff. We see a lot. I see a lot of green candles in the crypto and in the stocks market, you know, in, in general. But it's in here. Secret, the, the secret of stocks uh, success for 2023, an unexpected one trillion liquidity boost by central banks. And a good portion of this, you know, an article talks about is the PBOC. And of course, there's you mentioned Japan and whatnot. So is this like uh, a way where because the Federal Reserve being the leading bank have already dialed back and they're deliberately trying to you know withdraw and the world relies upon the dollar, other banks coming in to kind of prop up things and it did it not garnish much attention just because it's not the primary central bank in the Fed. So. Do you think that's been a way that they've been able to hide some things and get some things done when it, when it comes to this graph here? 
Definitely, if you look at the BOJ, uh, I, I think they've done since December because they they've had to defend this uh, uh, yield curve control. Uh, they, they've uh, increased their balance sheet by, I think, uh, three hundred, uh, at least one hundred and fifty billion dollars. And you can mm-hmm. see that the People's Bank of China balance sheet has gone gone back up. Uh, it's only the uh, the Fed and the ECB that is still going lower. But the ECB as well, I looked at uh, like a chart and it talked about different parts of the ECB's balance sheet. The parts where they buy bonds, uh, that, uh, that amount of bonds hasn't gone down. They haven't been doing quantitative tightening. What they've done is they've decreased uh, funding to banks. So the ECB is still highly liquid. The other thing I would say, the reason why stocks and a lot of uh, people are still borrowing, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. consumer credit is still at record highs, is because interest rates are still too low. So what that means, the real debasement of the currency is more in the double digits and interest rate is about 4.5%. So uh, you're getting paid to borrow. I mean, if you can borrow relatively low, because if you can borrow at 6% and uh, the currencies or the real inflation is more like 10 or 12 or even 15, like yeah. um, Shadow Stats talks about, then you're actually, uh, yeah, and that's why things are, are still quite bubbly. I would say maybe that's why the stock market has kept going up. But I think a, a lot of the the yen that the bank of japan has created in the last three months that flows into the dollar and 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 into treasuries because interest rates in japan are being kept artificially low so japanese investors go and buy treasuries um maybe a bit or other stuff so yeah in in the free uh capital flow uh world it's not just the fed yeah that's uh that's interesting, man. That is very interesting there. So uh the, I call it sly quantitative easing still happening, just not from your typical players that led it prior to like the let yeah. that was primary drivers over the last several over the last decade or so was the the G- ECB US, UK and US and all those other ones were also doing it, but now it's the yeah. other banks doing it. So well the um, uh governor of the Bank of England yesterday because we still have double digit CPI at 10%. Right. And the other measure we have RPI is at almost 14. And our rates are only at four. But yesterday mm-hmm. he came out and said, Oh, uh, we, we're probably almost finished now raising rates, <laughs> which is crazy. Uh, he just thinks that uh, prices and everything is just going to come down because he wishes. But one of the reasons why I think he said that, and I spoke about this in my video today, is that we had the biggest uh, one-month drop in house prices, average house prices in the UK in 10 years. So they're concerned about housing killing over here. I, I think that's global. I know Canada's already having some issues with that. And our, I just saw an article saying that uh, U.S. Um, borrowing rates for mortgages is almost going back towards seven. So that definitely, you know, is going to slow things down globally. So no surprises here, but. Ah, yeah, it's just man, it's just it's hard to really read through all this because it doesn't make sense. But the fact they're all in sync with this narrative of we're going to continue to hike or we're going to continue to assess things because it's still running hot. Like it'll take so, like you mentioned this before, like the amount of time needed to really bring things down with the current level of rates they have now would take 
demo just a demo a decade or something like that. So uh chance of that happening is not uh too promising to say the least. All right, let's talk a little bit more about um uh other issues in the UK. I even talked about it earlier about uh, the food rationing. And so oh, yeah. and like have you have you seen that like 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 really in your neighborhood type of thing, or is this just one or two oh, places? No. It's happening. Uh, my wife went shopping, I think, last week, and there weren't any eggs. At, at I think she went to Audi. I don't know if you have that supermarket in the U.S. Yeah, you do. And uh, yeah, uh, a lot of the vegetables are not there. And uh, this article is saying that this is being done by design, and uh, it has a point. But uh, the other thing I think uh, this uh, shows is that um, it's a currency crisis, really. And, and we know when there are currency crises uh, that producers don't want that currency anymore. And, you know, the pound, uh, I would say after the 08 crisis, yeah, it dropped quite sharply from two to the dollar to like 140. But then it rebounded and stayed between 150, 170 for quite a few years. And this year, last year, we went almost down to one. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, it's very, it disrupts everything. A currency that is falling like that so sharply disrupts, uh, you know, people don't want to pay it. I, I think uh, there's a lot of it involved. A lot of people are blaming Brexit, but uh, I think it's just that um, the world's been focused on technology, uh, bonds, you know, QE, and they've uh, neglected the real economy, and, and that's what's happening in, in the UK. But I think it's going to—it's probably happening in the US. I, I see that you, your eggs are very expensive, yeah. and uh, I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if it happens in the continent here in in Europe either. Yeah, I haven't—I uh, haven't seen it directly, but yet I've seen different commentators talk about in certain pockets throughout the country. You know, grocery stores are putting up signs saying, you know, trying to limit or ration off. A certain amount of things so yeah it's, it's inevitable man but what our biggest concern here was the the train derailments uh, of all those uh, trains that have no, 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 toxic waste on them in a point to where the ohio situation is still big talking about food contamination because it's in the in the ground in the water system and for whatever reason they're 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 exporting the contaminated water and stuff throughout the country. So it's like, I, I don't understand that. They got to dispose of it. But so anyway, it goes, just, it doesn't make sense, but it all to me points back to being something deliberate to destabilize the food. And I hear that they've already injected, you know, with the MRNA technology, a lot of the cattle here, uh, you know, as well as wild animals too. So it's like, you know, like literally trying to count the food supply a hundred percent so that people can eat the bugs the way that they, uh, <laughs> what they want people to do. Good question here from over here. Uh, Eminem, do you think by the end of the year we'll be wearing masks again and social distancing, uh, Dr. Fauci 2.0? Well, first of all, I, I, I try to avoid wearing masks as much as possible. Uh, and uh, this is a good question because we could talk about what's happening here. The Daily mm -hmm. Telegraph, they've leaked a lot of uh, WhatsApp messages uh, between government uh government ministers and like uh like uh bureaucrats during lockdown and uh i don't think we're gonna have masks here in this country um maybe uh i can bring it up here uh, i'll share this um, i got the lockdown files yeah you've got it the lockdown files yeah so 
this has come out a couple of days ago and it's uh, really explosive and just showing how they have contempt for the public you know uh, he's caring about how he looks great on 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 the media and one of the guys he's the uh simon case he's mm -hmm. the uh private secretary or i think he he's the cabinet secretary he's the head of the civil service this is what he said to my matt hancock matt hancock the he's the health minister during the, the lockdowns uh, mm -hmm. during COVID. He said 149 chose to enter the country and are now in quarantine hotels due to their own free will. And this guy said, oh, hilarious. So he, you know, they forced people who were outside the country who were coming back mm -hmm. during this uh, scandemic. I'm sorry to right. say that. I hopefully will be okay. And, right. <laughs> and, uh, and and they said, oh, it's hilarious that they they chose to stay in, in a hotel, you know. But they they forced them to stay in that hotel. Right. They lied to them, like you know, all governments in locked in step lied to the public, telling them that uh, it's best that they uh, stay six feet apart. And I guess I think it was fifteen is fifteen days to stop the spread over here. Was it fifteen days over there as well? That the global that was the global narrative. Fifteen two days weeks, to stop the spread. Two, two weeks to now uh, to lower. Flatten the curve for years, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. And so, and we're talking about how, uh, with the uh, before we went online, talk about Chile and the HN51, which is something that they're really pushing and getting the WHO involved with the pandemic treaty that Chile signed up to. So, that could be another thing they're going to try to roll out sooner than later. So, you never know, but we always anticipate some type of crises or event occurring just because they're going to try to destabilize society and it's as fast as they can so there's always gonna be something coming their way so our way rather so uh, as far as us being locked down again people in america ain't gonna stand for that it's going it, it'll take something it'll take something a lot more obvious as far as and i mentioned this the other day on my little rants about you know people question the narrative of wearing masks because a lot of people didn't even get impacted by it some people did pass away unfortunately but if the if another event comes, it will be something where it's going to be obvious, where people like their skin going to be peeling or something where you can't question it at all. That's how bad something will be if they're that bold. But I think we'll have some type of war before we actual full fledged war before we have something like that. So yeah, um, all right, let's get to some questions then. Um, uh, what we got here? So let's let's get some questions. Feel free to throw out some ideas, thoughts, suggestions in the chat about anything and also saw somebody mention about metals and uh silver getting a little bit of a bid uh let me find my button here but uh let me see my, my if you see any questions feel free to jump oh on. yeah persistence over resistance he's got a question uh, how can you have inflation on a cbdc of the protocols uh where's that at uh, 524 uh, or I guess uh, 1224 your time 1224 the government can that's persistence yeah that one um, How? this episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. your work can take you all over the place like Texas you've never been but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead and after you can unwind using their free high speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Can you have inflation on the CBC if the protocols of the network do not allow additional supply to be uh, uh, created? 
government can make mandates. Um, well, go ahead. Yeah, what? Uh, yeah, I was interviewing Clive Thompson, and what he said is, um, you could usher in a CBDC and, and make the current dollars uh, like you can't use them. You have to use the CBDC. Uh, so you, you kind of uh, wipe out the government debt in terms of uh, the currency that we use because the, the government debt would be in the old dollar. So yeah. what he meant by inflating it, it, it means like the CBDC just starts out a small amount and then they can keep inflating it again uh, to, to kickstart things again. That's what he meant. So you can't inflate a CBDC. Uh, it's just that it, the CBDC would be used because they... They, they're talking about having limits, how many uh, dollars or pounds you can have in your wallet. So if they come out and say uh, everyone has to have a, a digital uh, central bank wallet and your old dollars are going to, you can only spend, let's say, you, you yeah, you can only spend a tenth of it every year. So that, so basically they can write off the old dollars and bring in the CBDCs. And then they can grow uh, the the system again because these people love inflation. <laughs> That's what uh, makes them tick because inflation means more currency for them, more, and they're going to get it, not us, of course. Uh, the government will get it. That's what he meant. So you can't you can inflate a CBDC unless you back um, something real. I don't know what you think, Mike. Uh, that, and that's going to be the tricky experience, man, just because, you know, ca cash, even though it's, it's a, it's abundant, federal reserve notes are abundant on this planet. And so how will they, it's going to, they can't, ah, it's just because people will still use cash, especially if things no, get no, bad. No, no. You talking about the long run? No, they, they will, be, you know, you won't be able to use cash because people want to, they won't be accepted anymore. They'll be, uh, mm. that, that's what it's all about. You know, especially if the U.S. government defaults, that cash is going to be worthless. Yeah, I, I do agree with that for those who are awake and aware, but it's going to take some time for people to realize that the cash that they possess, what is the initial problem? Because people will still use it because whoever got a little something yeah. left over, you're still going to try yeah. to extend it to somebody in formal legal yeah. tender and say, hey, uh, give me this. Then I personally say, of, hey, I'm not taking that. A lot of the there's very little cash, actually physical cash, and very few people, not many people have phys physical cash. They've got it in their bank bank accounts. So if you mm -hmm. tell them you can't use that anymore and you have to use the digital wallet yeah. and the digital yeah. currency, central bank digital currency, they could inflate it again. Yeah. And so that's the so that would be the bulk of people's quote unquote savings, like you know, in their in their in their savings account, sure, in their in their checking account. People probably have lesser amounts where they'll have access to some form of cash, and even though it'd be smaller denominations, but it, it, it's going to be a long process, regardless of how it plays out. So, mm. I, it's, yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, they made it clear that it's coming. Well, hopefully, it doesn't work and people don't accept it. Correct. And I was thinking about prior to this era of life, how we always had alternatives, whether it was actual gold, of, gold and silver coinage itself, the redeemable notes, and then we had the treasury notes, and on top of that. Now we have the technology to use "quote unquote" crypto, so hopefully we'll have options to where we won't be forced solely to use that CBDC. That's the biggest hope. But barter will still definitely be something people to use. Um, what else we got here? 
Uh, Carlos says Mexico nationalized their lithium mines a couple weeks ago. SAP moved moved Tesla move into Mexico next week. Next, it could be for gold, silver mines. Uh, game over for paper. Uh, nationalizing. I see that. I saw that about Mexico deciding to bring home or to keep in house their lithium, allow their their country to secure enough lithium just because it's this race to go electric vehicle crap. So, um, I guess their concern is that also becoming prevalent in the gold and silver mining space, which I do think at some point in the future that will be the case because uh, what better way to, for the government to try to reliquify themselves <laughs> other than trying to utilize their own resources in their own country. For I, would also, for people. I would yeah. also say that they doesn't mean that they would uh, buy all the shares in the mines. They could buy a percentage so it might not affect shareholders. I'm not saying it's right, mm-hmm. but um, it, it's something that's possible with gold and silver. But I, I'm not really, I guess the, the thing to do is to diversify uh, right. different companies. Mm. Think about also being compensated or the value of those share prices increasing in, a, in the currency that they are deliberately creating large amounts of. So it looks as if like... Your your shares of that company is increasing in nominal value, but then and again, the currency is so. Yeah, diversification will be ultimately <laughs> be the key. Um, what else we got here? Uh, Jeff, you says how many paper silver ounces do you really think are out there versus the silver eagle in my pocket? A <laughs> uh, hundred times at least. There's a lot of yeah. paper. There's a lot of promises for silver, and uh, I think if uh, the people who uh, hold those promises if they try to uh, make good, you know, try to uh, get the silver from those promises, there wouldn't be uh, enough. Uh, well, there would maybe be enough, but the price would have to rise uh, a lot more than $21 where where we are uh, around now. So uh, I think COMEX is highly leveraged 200 times. I, I'm not sure. So yeah, there's a lot of paper there. Uh, there was, a, I wanted to talk about the CBDC. I just saw, I think just recently, a, a certain state here in the U.S. passed a bill to make it illegal to ban cash in I exchange see. for CBDCs. And so I thought that was interesting, even though it's, you know, it's kind of early still, but good effort by the state to put it out there that, you know, businesses must accept cash regardless. Mm. Now we'll see how that plays out because the cash still has Federal Reserve notes on it. If the Federal Reserve brings all that cash back in, then what cash do they have to use? So yeah, um, what else we got here? The government force, uh, government force all businesses to accept only CBDC to keep their license to do business and collect taxes. Local trade can possibly be can get around. Yeah, definitely. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. All those proof of sale little car swipey thingies, and of course the digital ID tap and pay crap will definitely be CBDC oriented. So, um. Anarchy Tattoo Studio says, I remember hearing Lynette Zhang say that there are 64,000 paper contracts per ounce of physical, if my memory serves me correct. Uh, That's a lot. Yeah. Because there's 5,000 ounces in each contract. Uh, I I think that's a bit too much, 64,000. Maybe she meant 64 ounces per every ounce. Because if you you know each each uh, silver futures contract is a thousand ounces, 
Uh, no, it's 5,000 ounces. So you'd have to multiply 64,000 by 5,000. I think that's a bit. I know there's a lot of paper, but not as much. Yeah, here's another one says, uh, will we get bank defaults? Is the fear to create runs, get people to draw lots of cash and then switch to CBDC and make cash worthless? That's yeah. definitely a possibility. I, I mean, yeah. I, I hold some cash, but what, what they would do, and I spoke of Clive, uh, who I interviewed mm-hmm. yesterday, he said what they've done in the past, because th- this happens in many countries, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like if you if you there's a reset in Argentina or Brazil, if you have like a thousand dollar cash at home, they'll they'll and you want the new um, currency, uh, they'll say you can bring the thousand, but you're only going to get a hundred of the new one. They never give it to you one to one because they're trying to shrink uh, the money supply uh, to start again, to inflate again. So that's what we meant. And I think the best example of that is what's happening in Nigeria right now with their so-called shortage of cash. They they wanted to withdraw the old notes, bring out new notes, but now there's not enough new notes. So now there's pandemonium. And they're saying the best way around it, just use your use your use the Enera, use the CBDC. That'll save you the headache. You won't you won't need to come to the bank. So yeah, it's already happening. Uh maybe Maria, what else we got here? Hypothetical here's a hypothetical 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 question. If a CBDC prevents a government from stealing tax funds and laundering money out of the country and we have physical silver as currency, what that? What would that would, would that, that yeah. Would that would make that a CBDC work? more attractive? No, but the the thing is uh, the government is running the CBDCs and they they uh, you know they they wouldn't uh, do all the they're using it as an instrument to rip you off even more. So yeah, central central banks are not there to to be nice to, to us. So yeah, I, I'm sorry that that would never happen. <laughs> yeah, um, Carlos says uh, sixty two sixty two thousand per ounce, sixty two k. Let's fact check. Please invite Lynette Zhang on. <laughs> uh, that would be a bad idea. Um, Adrian says, do you think countries will nationalize private vaults where precious metals are held? The Cayman, et cetera. Mm. Anything is possible. Certain certain jurisdictions will respond differently, especially if it's led by the West. Like I think like Singapore and countries like that that are probably more in sync with the Eastern Bloc or that uh, global south agenda, they may not be so keen to jump on that narrative. It's just the West who has the most to lose right now. They may try to uh try to cause vault issues on this region. So that's just my thought. But what are you thinking? Well, um, Cayman Islands, I don't think they'd do that because um, I'm not even sure they have that many vaults there. They just have shell companies <laughs> uh, address yeah, it. And uh, I think uh, if they did that, if they do have vaults there, it would defeat the purpose. It would collapse their economy. But anything's Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Possible. Uh, the. 
U.S. and the U.K. could force the Cayman Islands, you know, they, they could uh, in bring, sense, you know, uh, bring democracy to Cayman Islands and something like that. Yeah. All of a sudden, a new uh, a new uh, election process. Mm. Uh, says many states in Africa are on board with the BRICS. We're hearing, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that that global South agenda, Eurasian block, is is growing day by day. And I, you know, so the whole issue with China now leaning towards supporting Russia openly and never pushing back against the Ukraine narrative between Russia and Ukraine. You know, it looks like the West is getting a little fed up with that. So anticipate more pressure because of them changing the narrative, saying that the virus started in Wuhan. So things are definitely shifting with the narrative. So do you think because of this now, that's going to really intensify or ramp up uh, this upcoming August um, announcement? If, if they come to that point of announcing a new currency, the way they mentioned before to where mm-hmm. before the end of the year. So, like by last summer, Putin mentioned it at this upcoming August. Oh, okay. Summit, yeah. They're going to be looking to announce their own inter-block currency. Yeah. Did well, that be on a, on the front? Yeah, I mean uh, that's possible. And uh, the other thing, uh, we've recently had the G20 in in India. Mm-hmm. We had the the finance ministers and central bankers, and then uh, recently we had the foreign ministers, secretary of state. And uh, they couldn't decide on a communique because the Americans and the West wanted to push the other G20 countries to uh, condemn uh, Russia and the Ukraine war. And they didn't want to know. They wanted to talk about other things. <laughs> they said, this is a distraction. It's bad. But we so there's no uh, really um, support for we're told by the mainstream media, not just in the U.S., I think, but also in the U.K., that the whole world is behind, you know, uh, the Ukraine. Right. Not not that I think what's happening there is nice, but uh, it's not true. Right. And, and that's, once again, when you have Jenny uh, Yellen doing surprise visits, Biden doing surprise visits in a war zone, it's like how, how bad are things really in that region if they are, if they're actually in that region? You know what I'm saying? Like, that whole thing could be a green screen setup where they actually in Hollywood here. <laughs> so, I mean, once again, you know, I haven't gone to Ukraine. I, I, I wouldn't <laughs> mind going, you know what I'm because I don't really feel like it's the typical war zone that I've seen from movies and stuff from prior yeah. prior war. So, but, you know, I don't know, but maybe get a live stream up in Ukraine one of these, uh, this spring. Um, what else? Any, any other questions out there? <laughs> Let's see. Uh... I think it goes over Persis says... Oh, here we go. Uh, Sue D has a question. I think that gold and silver, uh, when sold, will be forced into CBDCs only unless traded directly between parties. Will this trigger a taxable event? It depends on the country and it depends on the coins that you're holding. Uh, Here in the UK, there's no tax or capital gains tax on coins of the realm, but anything could change. The other thing that some people think might happen here in the UK, because our finances are in such dire straits, our economy is not doing well, a lot of foreigners are taking uh, money out of the countries that they reinstate capital controls, which is something that hasn't happened uh, in a long time. Oh, here's, here's another good one right here, which will be something we'll have to wait and find out, but will CBDCs be able to purchase precious metals? My thought is at first, yes, but if it's a growing trend and on their side, when they can see more of the citizens going towards metals, going to shopping online for bullion dealers and going actually in stores, 
then they're going to start putting restrictions or they're going to decline on the uh, dealer side. They'll make it very difficult uh, for you to do it like they already do now when you buy buy online, you try to buy online. Mm -hmm. They're going to say, oh, you sure this is legitimate and they'll block your your transaction and you have to go through a security uh, call to make sure that it was you. So yeah, they can do anything with CBDCs, and, and they're doing already with what we have now. Yeah, and another good example of the banking establishment looking to slow down or prohibit that type of uh, escape out of dying currencies is just look at what's happening to the crypto space. Like when the whole crypto boom happened a couple of years ago, all credit cards stopped. Then they got in, they got in the sector. Then they started allowing people to do it because they were making money in between. And now it looks like I think uh, one of the companies in Europe now is not allowing transactions uh, on credit cards back into crypto. So, you know, it's 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 a full circle situation. Um, Persistence says, do you think FTX would have ever been caught if it wasn't a distributed ledger? If it wasn't in a distributed ledger? Uh, if it wasn't. Uh, 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 FTX is an exchange, isn't it? It's not. It's an exchange, and they came out their own little, you know, personal. I, I guess, I guess uh, the Bitcoins or whatever they held, people could see that going through. Um, uh, I don't think that was the issue. I, I think SBF, Sam Bankman fraud, like literally there were external forces that exposed the criminality of that whole circuit. Because if it wasn't for Binance, bringing in the question whether FTT was backed fully, the, the government and everybody involved with that company, those companies would have just kept making money because all the politicians got paid. So it's mm -hmm. like, yeah, it was the, so Binance spoiled that party, I believe. So that was an accident. Intentional by Binance, but accidental as and far did as did you US. know the, uh, the law firm, one of the big law firms representing FTX is uh, uh, Cromwell and Sullivan. Have you heard of them? They're the I've biggest. Uh, they're the, they, uh, Alan, Alan Dulles and his bro brother, John Foster Dulles. Alan Dulles was head of the CIA for like mm -hmm. uh, eight years. But John Foster Dulles was uh, secretary of state. Uh, basically, uh, they work for uh, Cromwell uh, Su and Sullivan. Eric Holder worked for Cromwell and Sullivan. It's the biggest Wall Street law firm. And uh, it's heavily involved with the CIA, and they're representing FTX. It makes you wonder, right? Exactly. So they were so FTX was a part of the boys' club, and it just happened to, you know, it spoiled their party by all that information coming out. I'm, I don't think they wanted that to happen. But then again, it puts them in great position to now talk about regulating crypto, however that plays out. So believe me, they're not going to allow crypto to remain something that's. Readily, readily available for everybody so that people can get out of the system at the same time mm. they're trying to bring the thing down. So, but we'll see. Um, what else we got here? We had uh, 45, I guess, let's get ready to dial back Mario. Um, any last thoughts you want to leave us with before we hit this weekend? And of course, next weekend, what, what, what's coming up? Uh, we have uh, uh, next week, we got non farm payrolls. Uh, usually it's the first Friday of the month, but as it's the 3rd of February, I think they've left it to uh, the 10th. So that will be important. And mm -hmm. I'm not sure when the next Fed meeting is, but uh, uh, yeah, next week is the next other week. thing that I would say, though, you just said that uh, they're going to regulate crypto a lot so people can't get out of the system. But there are other ways of getting out of the system. Of course, 
uh, gold and silver stacking, but not just that, but maybe like here in the UK, build, uh, building an extension to your house instead of uh, selling your house and buying another house with the real estate. Um, maybe uh, like Clive said, uh, build a, a greenhouse and grow vegetables in, if you have room. Uh, so there's a lot of ways of getting out of the system, and uh, yeah. it's, it's not just monetary. Very true. And, and speaking of which, let me share. I want to share something with you that uh, I'll I put this. I mean, here I, I put this out here on my uh, Telegram. But here's a here is. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, gotta shrink it. Down. I'll give you one second here. Here's a, a advertisement uh, uh, from. Um, <laughs> Home Depot. Uh, it says Home Depot now sells tiny homes for fifteen fifteen thousand dollars. <laughs> I put out there, would you buy one? So it's literally like a it's like a shed, double story shed that you can put together for fifteen thousand dollars. It's like you know something as like a bug out place or just a, a income producing property or so I don't know, just uh, taking advantage of you know, affordable housing. It looks <laughs> like one of those houses in the. Toronto that go for millions. Correct. And that's a, a shared <laughs> store bought at a Home Depot. So anyway, I thought that was funny, but um or, uh, sorry, I, I, meant, I meant I meant but, Vancouver, not Toronto. <laughs> yeah, but prices Vancouver. in general, the whole area is through the roof. Toronto got some I've seen they have those shipping container home. It's like it's like a three-story shipping container home in, in jam packed in the city. It's going for a million dollars. So it's eight eight feet wide, <laughs> what people paying for it. So, uh, all right, my good people, uh, be blessed, be safe, have a great week, and oh, hope you guys enjoy uh, hanging out with us. What do we got? Hold, hold Go on a second. Car, Carlos wants me to show uh, the combi bar that I, I I found the other day. Silver. Go ahead, put it on there. What you got? It's a uh, uh, hundred grams of uh, silver. Oops. Oh, there you go. Gotcha. Anyway, you've got that house up. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> All right, people. Uh, be blessed. Be safe. Hope you guys enjoyed this live stream. If you have, hit the thumbs up button. Medical 64, rethinking a dollar. You know, take this information, share so other people can learn, watch and learn, and get an alternative opinion as to what's really going on out here. So, anyway, be blessed. Peace.